0: hello everybody this is the house of Darkner and welcome to a new episode of real talk uh just a heads up I will be recording and uploading a episode of jive talk after this so don't be don't worry that's the in other words don't worry it's gonna get done uh, yesterday was a long day for me but it's still weekend we still it's still same same time same bad channels more or less not really but is but not really but today, in uh, this episode of Real Talk, we are going to focus on... Once again, we're going to go back to my favorite wheelhouse, which is the X-Men. And we're going to focus on what the X-Men should... Ha- this is what should happen for an X-Men in the MCU. We've already confirmed that January 1st, or at least January of 2019, is the when the official deal with Fox and Disney is done. It's a done deal after that. So we're down to, like... Was it? We're literally at the end of yeah, two months. We're down to two months. We're at the end of October already, guys. We're already at the end of October. This year is pretty much all said and done. So the next, so in two months, all uh, everything that has been going on with uh, like the Fantastic Four and the X Men and stuff like that, and all the characters associated with those teams are going back to Marvel, and that all that it literally is going to be all said and done January of 2019. Uh, so, and the fact that, and I've already mentioned this probably in a previous episode of Jive Talk, that Kevin Feige has been confirmed to be spearheading, uh, integrating the X-Men into the MCU, and I said, duh, (laughs) why would he not? So, one of the, so, I want to focus on the X-Men being in the MCU, and how it should work, and what it should, how they should literally be introduced, based on a couple of things I, I, not read... No, I did read something that made me make me react because people are dumb. I'm just gonna say it. People are dumb. People read what somebody says and they automatically jump to some dumb conclusions, and they're always negative. They're never like, well, you know, I get what they're saying." It's always got to be negative. So uh, I want to say not last week. Uh, maybe it's been. It's probably been a week or so. You know, it's been a week. Because I was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna mention it. I'm gonna do an episode of Jive Talk, but I didn't do it because I took a week off last week or not Jeff, took real talk about it, and I was going to discuss it. Uh, Sophie Turner, for those who know who served Turner, she is playing Jean Grey, a.k.a. Phoenix, a.k.a. Dark Phoenix, in the current Fox X-Men universe. And, uh, by, and, by the way, me, when they said, when they decided, and I probably already mentioned this before, when they decided to push Dark Phoenix back to June of, of 2019, it done made me mad, because it was supposed to come out in February. But I, well, we'll leave that alone for now. I'm not, it was just... They're trying to find a prime time spot. Why? Okay, fine. Whatever, whatever. But when Sophie Turner was asked about how does she feel about how would the X-Men work in the MCU the way it is right now? And she said she made it. She made it a point to say she doesn't feel like it would work because the way the X-Men or mutants are done and and how it's done not only in the comics, how it's done in the movies. They are the they're essentially the hated race. They're the minority. They're the ones nobody likes. And so there's a lot of segregation. There's a lot of racism. There's a lot of prejudice against mutants. So, and the thing about the Avengers is that they're literally like the center of attention majority of the time. Uh, So it wouldn't work in that sense. She goes, the X-Men need to be off in their own part of the universe doing their own thing. And she says, and the complexity of those characters and what they represent doesn't work in the universe of the MCU the way it is. The funny part is, is that the guy who wrote the article says, you know, she, she oh, oh, one of the other things she mentioned, she said she felt that she think a crossover would be great. She goes, I would love to see what they do with it. I'm just, I, she was like, I'm just the way the X Men are done. I don't see it working, the way you know, compared to how the Avengers are done. She goes, I would love to see how that crossover would work, and stuff like that. So. The first, the first thing people wanted to do, or at least with the person who wrote the article, and I'm not gonna name names, I'm not gonna say what site I read it on, because we're not, this is not, that's not what this is about. Is, uh he made it clear to say, like, well, you know, we're not. This is one thing we do, we do know for a fact. We're not sure if the the cast of this current X Men are gonna be coming over into the MCU. We don't know. That's not confirmed. They never denied. They haven't said anything yet. Uh, we know when, when uh Spider Man went to the MCU he was recast. Andrew Garfield was originally in Spider Man at that point, and then when, when it was planned to just move over to the MCU, he was recast. And Tom Holland I love Tom Holland. I think he's fantastic. He's officially the youngest Spider Man we've got to date, and I appreciate that. I think it's great. And I dig I like him as Spider Man. There we got we have a lot of the things about him and and I can actually I wanna do that a separate episode about that. A real talk about spider-man like in the films from from when Toby mcguire all the way down to tom holland and why i feel tom holland is the best spider-man now that's not to say he's that homecoming is the best spider-man movie but like once again we'll get into that i want to do that episode another time we'll get into that but um back to what i was saying is that whether or not they're going to recast like james mcavoy and and Nicholas Holt and all of them, it's you know we don't know, they haven't said yes or no or anything, but the guy said made it clear that even if they, you know, <laughs> I never understand people. He said you know that's not confirmed whether or not they're gonna be moving over, but even if if they were, she pretty much talked herself out of a job with uh, Marvel Studios and Disney based on what she said, and I, and I was like why. She didn't put anybody down. She didn't put down. And when you read the comment, people are like, "I can't believe she d- doubts the abilities of Kevin Feige." That's not what she said. That's not. That's not what. I mean, they're like people are putting her down and stuff. I'm like, that's not what she said. She because she first they're like, "Well, she should have just." When she she said, "I don't know," and they're like, they should've, "She should have left it at that." It. She never said anything bad. She didn't put down anybody. It was nothing derogatory, nothing insulting. She asked if a if a fictional team. Will fit in another fictional universe that already has been existing for the last ten years, and she said, "I don't know. It doesn't, based on the complexity of the characters, it doesn't seem it would work, especially when it comes to the, the mutants and X Men and stuff like that." And people took that. I was like, "Oh man, she's taking a shot at Marvel and Disney and blah blah blah." Stop being sensitive. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You guys are this so obnoxious. Listen to what she said. And the thing is, the funny part about it is, I agree with her. And this is why. This is if you ever read anything in the comic books about the X-Men or mutant kind outside of outside of say like X-Factor cuz X-Factor was like was a government-ran team that was led by Val Cooper and and Havok was the leader of that team. That's different. But most of the X-Men teams, you know, X-Force, X X well, X Caliber was on the other side of the world. The X-Men and all the variations of the X-Men, they stayed outside of like government stuff, a lot of big political stuff, and things like that. Though a lot of times, the whole thing about the X Men was about integrating themselves into humankind and living a relatively normal life with these abilities. That's what the whole thing was Xavier was trying to teach him. Just because you're different doesn't mean you have to be outside of society. You can be part of society with these special gifts. And so, but part of it too was not putting a lot of attention on themselves because of those things. And so a lot of times in the X-Men, they stayed out of a lot of stuff unless it had to do directly with mutants. It's been like that in the comic books. It was like that in the animated series. In all honesty, it was like that in the Fox movies back when it started in 2000. The only time you saw them actually out there talking at press conferences and stuff like that was when it was directly had to do with mutants. And if you remember in the 2000 movie, it had to do with the Mutant Registration Act. And so they went there to represent mutant kind and to fight against this, this, this act to make every mutant register themselves with the government, let them know what their powers are, where they live, who's their family, all that stuff. And so, but most of the time, they stay out of everything else. They only dealt with mutant issues. So, for her to say that makes sense. So, if they are going to exist in the MCU, they would have to have their own life. Outside of the X-Men, excuse me, outside of the Avengers and all the stuff the Avengers do. Not, now, not to say that the X-Men haven't helped in really big events, I mean, but a lot of the time, they stayed out of stuff, like, like let's be real, uh, well, let me think, House of M was not the X-Men, it was Wolverine. Wolverine joined the Avengers in the House of M comic books to stop scarlet witch from doing more damage because at that point she had went crazy and her powers were going nuts they was just wolverine it wasn't the x-men uh, as regards to after house of M during the mm, civil war comics they stayed out of it like when tony stark showed up and was like we want to have you guys with us with the hero." at this time it was the heroes registration act and he said, "We want you guys to be part of it." And they're like, "No, we've been down this road with the mutant registration act. We're not doing this. We're staying out of it. We are. We've been reduced from millions to a mere 100 and like it was like 140 something. We're staying out of it." So there's been a lot of situations that they stayed out of these big events in comic books. Now there are sometimes when they had to step in, like in a situation with what I almost said Aquaman with Onslaught. But part of that was because it had to do with them. That was a mutant-related situation um when the whole thing happened went down with uh the X-Men versus Avengers that was a mutant related situation with the Phoenix 5 and all that stuff so but once again that still it still acknowledges the fact that a lot of times the mutants stay out of the big things that happen in the comic books unless they have no choice and usually when they do get involved it's only a one or two characters like like I said Wolverine's usually one of the main mutants that show up to help in these big things. Um, Storm eventually was a big figure because she ended up uh, marrying T'Challa and becoming the queen of Wakanda, so she was representing a, a sovereign nation a lot of the times. So, and then Xavier was a part of the Illuminati, which is his whole separate thing. But the point is, is that it was it was never the community as a whole. It was always usually one or two characters that were in a team outside of what mutants were doing and handling things that were outside of mutant affairs. So for them to feel like, so for Sophie Turner to say that's, they would have to be their own thing makes sense because it's been proven like that time and time and again in the comic books. So, and that's not even saying, <laughs> and it's not even putting down Kevin Feige. Now, Grant, I'm going to just be real. Kevin Feige knows this stuff. Kevin Feige knows Marvel. Kevin Feige knows the comic books so when he does the x-men i imagine he would do the x-men the way they're supposed to be done the x-men have always been their own community and so i would imagine that if they get integrated into the mcu they're going to be their own community still and there's going to be only very specific situations where maybe the x-men will get involved maybe and i hope if he's smart he will write that in a smart way to where they're not they're not involved in every avenger thing that's happening but they were every once in a while they would get involved because well it involves somebody that's either with, that they personally know or it's a mutant affair or it's just too big to ignore because sometimes there's just some situations are too big to ignore so and that's why that happens I I, I E the Infinity Gauntlet that was too big to ignore uh, Secret Wars was too big to ignore uh, Secret invasions too big to ignore. And, like, I think even, like, Civil War Two only had a couple of X-Men characters. Like I said, Wolverine, like, it, it's always, there's only, like, a couple of them that get involved. And I think Beast, Beast was also involved. But it wasn't, like, all mutant kind. It wasn't all the X-Men and stuff like that. So, once again, it still proves that the the mutants, the mutant community stay relatively out of the because they do not want to be in the limelight, especially when it involves big, like, next-level events or large, large political movements and stuff like, stuff like that because they do not want negative <coughs> press because they already have enough as it is being who they are. That's why in what was it, Astonishing X-Men, and that's the comic book series where Colossus is brought back to life and, and, and Shadowcat finds him in a chamber where they brought him back to life to use him to, make, to create the cure for the mutant gene. Cyclops, And at that point, once again, that's after the House of M phenomenon. I think this is and, and they were like, we need to give ourselves some more from some good press with the community, with the people and stuff like that. So we need to act like the Avengers and literally fight crime. <laughs> we need to start handling stuff that's outside of our own circle. But that only happened once in the comic books because even Cyclops at that point was like, we need help. <laughs> they, that's when their back was against the wall. They needed outside assistance to keep themselves safe. And that's what—that's the only time I've read that's happened. So let's just consider that. Now, with all that out of the way, I—cause <laughs> I, I had—I I had her back. I, I knew what she was trying to say. Is that all these idiots out there who like who automatically took that as a as a, as a shot at like Marvel slash Disney and Kevin Feige and stuff are not either two things. Either they're just looking to—they're looking for a fight. They're looking for some reason to pick a fight because they're famous and they have an opinion. Or that person's famous and they have an opinion, or they don't know comic books and they just want to open their mouth. I hate when people. Oh no! no, no, no. I'm like, wait, did you even have you ever read any? of Oh no, I haven't read. Really. Why are you talking? Have you ever read a comic book? <laughs> just even not even all of them, just a couple. You don't even. I mean, look at Operation Zero Tolerance. Look how long it took before Shield actually finally got involved in Operation Zero Tolerance. Bastion was literally capturing X-Men. And had created sentinels to look like people to hunt down mutants. It took them forever. Shield took forever to get involved, you know. And it's just so I'm just saying it always. It just proves that when it comes to mutants, they're they're on their own a lot of the times in the comic books, Uh, you know, and and most of the time until every once in a while there's some outside source that assists them, i.e. Shield and other other like entities like that. So I'm just saying, read a comic book. And you understand why you need to. It's just you just gotta you gotta pay attention. Pay attention. So, I was thinking about this, and I and I got I got on this whole tangent and started ranting by myself. I was like, you know, I need to record this. How can we? Excuse me. How can Kevin Feige introduce X Men into the MCU? I was thinking about that, especially after the whole thing with Sophie Turner and stuff like that. I was like, well, how do? How? What's the best way to do it? Now, here's the thing. I feel that. An origin film for the X-Men is not needed because, technically speaking, when X-Men came out in 2000, it was an origin film. Even the X-Men: First Class, technically to a certain extent, ah, maybe a little bit, was an origin film. Not a lot, a little bit. But like when the X-Men first came out in 2000, the, the team, the X-Men, was already like formed, and Wolverine was just kind of like thrown into the mix of what was happening, and so. I feel like they should almost go back in, into that direction. Like even if you read the old X Men comic books where like I'm talking about like the ones from like the seventies and stuff like that, X Men was already a team. They just didn't have everybody yet. Like X like Beast was already there, uh Warren was there, Bobby was there, Scott was there, and 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 so the the team, the X Men already was already formed at that point. They, you know, and you read those early comics. It was just about they rec- you know, the, at that point they recruited Jean Grey. That for the first time, she just started becoming part of the team, and you know, and they like at one point they recruited Dukes, aka the Blob, because they were like, oh, you know, and, and, and like he ended up leaving them because he didn't like him and stuff like that. But the point was, like they didn't start like dead, dead beginning. Was just Xavier, and then makes it, and then he makes the team like first class kind of did. I think in the MCU, they should pretty much just already established they exist. And, and 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 if they want to do solo films, they can do solo films to explain people's past and stuff like that. If it's necessary, I I feel like with the X Men at this point, they should just go like the Spider Man Homecoming route. Just don't forego origin and just do con- and just do like a movie just them already existing in the MCU. Um, even if they did, even if they kind of went back to first class, it still would have just been, it still would be already integrated, already like an established team. Once again, like I said, Cyclops, Beast, Angel, Iceman, and then Marvel Girl. And then if you want to kind of sprinkle some like Storm, Nightcrawler, even like Wolverine in just to, just to round out the team, Colossus, Shadowcat, Jubilee, Rogue, Gambit, especially Gambit, because especially if they're going to start filming doing a movie end of this year they said winter they said winter they're gonna start like production for gamut wind and winter it's a good opportunity to bring him into the mcu as well you know granted maybe you don't need to introduce all of them at the same time but i feel like here here's the uh here's here's my here's my struggle uh of which characters should exist right out the gate at the beginning of the movie at the beginning of the franchise in the mcu Xavier obviously Charles Xavier because he's the face of it. Cyclops has to be there. Jean has to be there. Can uh, we do without Cyclops? Maybe if we want to write that kind of story because he was gone for a minute and like there's other characters that led the team without him. But but if you're gonna be st- if you're gonna be starting fresh, he kind of has to be there. Ugh. All right, Scott. <laughs> uh, but Xavier, Scott, Jean hank has to be there uh you could still do warren i think i think angel or you know who in eventually becomes archangel has not had a a solid solid representation i mean he was flimsy in last stand i liked him in apocalypse but he didn't have like an acting role he was just he was a such a side character you know even though he was like the archangel for apocalypse he was still technically like a side character because like Apocalypse was the was the focal point of that movie and it wasn't like his horseman. Even though it was cool to see Sylock and see Angel and stuff like that. They were not the primaries. And so I think it would be good to get a real I get a uh an established role for Warren Worthington the a.k.a. Angel, AK Arc Ark Arch, a K A Archangel. Say that three times fast. In the in the film. Um Kurt Wagner or Nightcrawler. He might we might not need him again because he's already existed several times already. He's was, he was in X-Men United uh, and then he was reintroduced in X-Men Apocalypse and he's going to be in Dark Phoenix. So we could do with him and we could do without him. I, it all it's he's a he's a toss-up. I like here's the thing, I like Nightcrawler, but he's still a toss-up of whether or not he, he he should be introduced immediately. Uh Wolverine I we, mm, I feel we might still need, we might need him because we need the stupid love triangle, which but in 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 my in my <laughs> selfishness, I feel like at this point in the comic books, if we're doing something different, if we're gonna be a little different because this is MCU, I feel like the love triangle should between Scott, Jean, and Cy- and Wolverine Logan, should steer into a little bit of a into Logan's direction more because the whole thing about if if you ever read the comic books about the, that love triangle it was always it was always Scott and Jean being being the couple but if you ever notice about Jean Jean's love for Wolverine was very clear and very it was very Wolverine's love for her, her was always clear but hers was also very clear and there's a lot of the situations where it, it still focused on Scott and Jean even though there's been situations where it should have stared towards Wolverine and, and, and Jean and while there's moments they wrote they end they just wrote it to where it just never been never established was never a thing and even like she eventually like was perma dead in the comic books, and it wasn't until like she came from the past because there's a the comic book series where they brought her back from the past. It was some time travel thing, and at that point, Wolverine was like old man Logan at that point, and so it was just it just didn't it just didn't work. I feel like this time around that that's comic books. I feel like this time around it'd be nice if they kind of like because in Ultimate she was with in Ultimate X Men she was with Wolverine for a moment granted he messed that up for her but they wrote that weird they wrote that weird like he was like an undercover agent for Magneto and stuff so it kind of messed up that relationship out the gate and so she he forced her by his dumb behavior into Cyclops' arms in Ultimate X-Men I hated that that was dumb to me but I feel like in, in the in the cinematic in the MCU in the Marvel Cinematic Universe like let them have, let Scott and Gene have their established even for the moment Wolverine come in it mixes things up and then for, you know, reasons they can write, they can, you know, switch around, have her pull towards Logan and they become a thing. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just saying. I, I would like something a little different because I feel like Logan's never had a proper solid – I mean, outside of his wife in Japan who was ended up being assassinated in the comic books, he's never had a really, really good solid – and Namorita doesn't count – And a really good, like, solid – con you know consistent relationship that stayed and that was a thing they always either died or something happened i hated that they they always did that to his his character so i think that should be something so by if we put wolverine in i think that should be a little a little bit of a direction they should go uh who else should we be at storm i feel like it's necessary you know she's always been like a staple character in the x-men it almost goes without saying uh shadow cat or you know kitty pride Finally, had a presence in X Men The Last Stand and then Days of Future Past, but she didn't really get an established character. Not really, so I feel like she should be in there so that we can, like I said, we can get that Wolverine, uh, you know, Kitty Pride father daughter relationship. And if you're not going to do that, give us Jubilee at least. Give us Jubilation Lee so we can do the, once again, the father daughter relationship between Wolverine and Jubilee. That'd be great. Uh, you know, Iceman, I think, should definitely still be there because he's first class. Um, who else? I I really do th- I really feel like J- Jubilee and Shadowcat should definitely be in there. Rogue should be in there with Gambit. It just so that relationship can start there start happening. Uh, who else? I think that should be. I think for like for like the beginning, for the most part, for like the beginning, I think that should be it. You know, you you start throwing so many characters in it, you you don't it, it gets it gets convoluted. And we don't want that. While I and I think, like I said, I think the team should get established like already. I I feel like it should be like a mixture of those characters at least at first, and then like in the next couple of movies, we should go. You can go, you can proceed after that. Have some of them leave. Have some come back. Have new ones come in. Because one thing about the X Men is that it, the X Men, the, the the school for gifted youngsters has is a re- literally a revolving door. There have been X Men characters who have left. They have come back. They left again. They have come. Wolverine has disappeared in comics and come back. At one point, Kitty Pryde left and then came back. Like they've, they've characters have left the X Men uh, multiple time, you know, times in the comic books and then have returned and stayed and stuff like that. So it's a good opportunity to a way to introduce new characters. Like say certain people left for some specific reason, maybe they're on a mission, whatever it is, and then you bring in. Like other characters, like Cannonball and stuff like that, or, or Mero, or, or I mean, shoot, you can even say Maggot. Maggot from the comics. For those who don't know who Maggot is, look that brother up. Woo! <laughs> that's a that's a character. He's not, but he wasn't a bad character, but he was definitely an interesting one. Uh, who else? No, I think I think for members that should be it. Uh, as far as storylines, I I feel like the X Men versus the Brotherhood has been done. I almost want to say it has been done to death a little bit, because in the X Men com in movies in 2000 that was a, that was the X Men <sighs> X Men one and I technically that last stand was the war between X Men and Magneto and so it was still his people versus Xavier's so that was still that kind of was a thing, uh, so we can move away from that for the moment, and I feel like in Dark Phoenix is going to be like that again. Cause in first classes, it was kind of became like that, and then, no, not even in first class, not really. Uh, yeah, it really actually. I take that back. It didn't really happen in first class. I think Dark Phoenix is you're gonna you're gonna get that clash, like X Men versus Brotherhood thing kind of happening, and Dark Phoenix. But after, but other than that, I think that's all it's has happened. I think we should steer away from that for this, for this moment, because it's already been done. I feel like Dark Phoenix can you can pull away because it's been done. It's going to be done, you know, June of next year. So we don't need to touch that right now. Uh, I think I think in all honesty we should do like what they did in the animated series. Do the Sentinel story. That would be so good. And I and this is this okay. And here, here's my thing. I was thinking about this. Start out with doing the Sentinels, because Days of Future Past touched on it, but the. It, it never, it never took like momentum. It never, t- you know, no, you know, it, uh, you know, the the rubber didn't meet the pavement kind of situation. It didn't like move forward. So I feel like in this story, we should do the Sentinels, have Boulevard Trask be in there, and 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 do the Sentinels, and uh, have the have the, they should do the Hero Registration Act in this. And do it well. like bring, it, bring in, bring back that part of it. Bring back Senator Kelly. Don't kill him in the first movie. Uh, bring in the Sentinels, because part of that pr- program is bringing in the Sentinels to help like protect, you know, they're supposed to be keepers of the peace, but they're like, really, you find out they're hunting down and killing mutants, and then bring in the Friends of Humanity. Get, I mean, literally just neck deep in the whole, because literally, in the, if you watch X-Men, the animated series, it literally just you're you're right in that the whole thing with the registration act the sentinels friends of humanity it was full it was like neck deep in them facing a lot of social uh racial issues and some political issues like right out the gate which is typically what the, the x-men had to deal with when it came to mutant kind anyways so i think we should do that which will lead to them fighting taking on Master Mold. For those who doesn't know who Master Mold, Master Mold was the primary computer that helped build and program on the Sentinels, and he's, a, he's essentially like Skynet, to where he felt that you know, to, in order to solve the mutant problem, is to eliminate the mutant problem, and he, and Master Mold literally took over, like he took over the program himself, and like was like was involved in keeping things going for Sentinels, and then have them take on Master Mold, defeat Master Mold. Master Mole eventually the problem is in order to do Bastion you have to have like the second movie either either second or third movie has to do with a uh, bishop coming from the future to stop an assassination or, just, or or just or just chase mutants from the his future into into the present or into the past and and be followed by Nimrod which is Nimrod is like the like upper echelon of sentinels like it's self-repair it knows how to counteract like days of future patch kind of gave you that with the their sentinels they were morph they would change based on what you they are fighting nimrod was not that good but he was good and the fact that he can self-repair and so they find a way to destroy nimrod and then nimrod ended up being integrated with master mode and created bastion bastion was a humanoid was a humanoid Sentinel. He looked like a person, but he spearheaded like Operation Zero Tolerance, where they went after the mutants like hardcore, and it was like legal. And then eventually, like Shield had to get involved, but they, but nobody knew that Bastion was a Sentinel until like later until it was exposed, and then they took out Bastion. So there's a, it's, there I think the Sentinel program by itself should be its own. Right now is the best way to introduce. Uh. The x-men because everything that's happening to this point especially with the sokovia accords and after everything that happens with infinity war people are going to be kind of weird about stuff and so when you start exposing the whole thing about mutants into the mcu i guess that that'll work more so much more into like why it's important to have this act the sentinels are, are are a way to protect people from people with powers it, it's a smart way to introduce the X-Men without having them be involved necessarily with the Avengers or in, in like Avengers stuff. Now you can have like Nick Fury show up and talk to Xavier and things like that, or even like Tony Stark, you know, things like that. so you so you can recognize that they're still it's all part of the same universe, or 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 have the the creation of the Illuminati during the X-Men films. So you can start. Oh, there, there, your, there's your, there's your stuff right there. Start the Illuminati because Illuminati consists of Black Bolt, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Xavier, Namor. Who am I missing? Um, Reed Richards. Yeah, I think that's all of them. I, I can't. I, I, I yeah, I think that's all of them. I was like Marvel Illuminati. Not the villains. I don't need to know the villains. I just need to know the Illuminati. Because I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had it. I was right. I was right. It was, it was Tony Stark, Charles Xavier, Namor, uh, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, and Black Bolt. Because all all of them essentially represented every part of pretty much the world. Uh, Xavier represented uh, the mutants. Black Bolt represented the Inhumans. Namor represented the Atlanteans. Uh, Doctor Strange was the magic aspect of it. Reed Richards was, was the science aspect of it, and Tony Stark pretty much represented humanity, or at least, or even like, even like the government side as well, because he's, you know, he's neck deep in it. And at that point, I think he was the director of Shield. So, yeah, he he would he would definitely have the influence from the government or, or the political part of it. And they would secretly meet, and have these discussions about the affairs of the the universe, and so it, yeah, I, I would I feel like it would be such a good idea. That's if you do that, that will lead to the literally the creation of the Illuminati. But the thing is, you have to introduce. I mean, Reed Richards will be back into the MCU starting January, and I think namor is being integrated into the mcu i saw something somewhere written that kevin feige said that expect to see namor so if we so i'm just saying we got the two other figures two other members of the illuminati in there by starting this stuff especially the whole thing going on with the sentinels and the sentinel program and stuff this is a good excuse to create the illuminati i'm just saying <laughs> it's so uh, for those who don't know but the, y'all look it up. I'm telling you right now, look it up. It's such a crazy story arc, and it started back. I think I want to feel like when did it start? I want to say 20, no, 2013 or or is it 2006? I know the group was. I'm trying to remember. I learned about it, like several years ago. Back in like I think I want to say 2006 but if you if you read into the story about the Illuminati, they technically existed for years before that. It was just the, i me as a comic book reader, I didn't discover them until like I think like two thousand five, two thousand and six or something like that but uh it was definitely uh it's a cool cool concept, and it would make sense based on all the events that had been happening, and then the events that are gonna happen after that like into in phase four. Especially with the cosmic beings, because if you start doing cosmic beings, you have an excuse to bring in Black Bolt, uh, or just make a new Illuminati. Maybe you don't, maybe they don't want to bring in humans. Use Captain Marvel because she represents the cosmic beings. You know what I mean? It, but it can still essentially be like it still could be Xavier for mutants, uh, Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, for the cosmic beings, uh, Doctor Strange for magic, Reed for the science. I mean, it still would work. But I just think it'd be smart, you know, based on what's happening in the X Men universe, to give that as an excuse to bring in these other characters for the Illuminati. So I know that was a, that's a side thought, but it's just like if, I'm just saying if like if you want to bring in the other characters from the MCU, that's your best way to do it. Especially during like anything done with the X Men is to create the Illuminati. That's the only way you could I that could you could do it. That would make sense to have an X Men character in it. And like I said, you can't integrate X-Men characters into the Avengers, but you ha- they have to be very specific ones. Because in the comic books, it was, it was usually Wolverine showed up, uh, Beast was there from, from time to time. Uh, I mean, it all depends on who you, I mean, it, those are the two primary guys who are always in, in the X-Men. But we can even look it up. Let's see, mutants who were, who were Avengers. Look, look at it. it's like right on the thing. Uh I mean I'm talking about comic books. And I'm not I'm not the problem is it's gonna it's gonna bring up movies, and movies don't count. Although technically no, actually that's not true. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were also were also Avengers. So and and they're and in the comic books they're mutants. And and oh, by the way, by and just just to keep in mind, because of the adjust the mutants being brought back into the MCU Scarlet Witch's backstory is going to be adjusted to where her powers didn't come from the Infinity Stone. It act, it's a, You're going to find out that she's actually mutant. Now, they could say that the Infinity Stone activated her mutant abilities or enhanced her mutant abilities, but it's still the fact that they're, they're going to make that adjustment means we're finally going to get the Scarlet Witch we're supposed to be getting. She's still super powerful. She's like, she this girl has the ability to change reality. If you don't realize it, read the House of M comic books, that was... That was because of her. Her powers literally changed reality to where superpower beings were the majority and regular humans were the minority. That was her doing that. And, and and it was normal to have powers. So yeah, it it was crazy. So yeah, so we have Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, uh Beast was an Avenger. Namor for for those who don't realize it, Namor is a mutant. And, and people tend to forget that. Like, he is Atlantian, Atlantean, excuse me, but he is a mutant. I think his mom was a mutant or something like that. Or no, I forget, but I forget which parent was a mutant, but he was a mutant. But people forget that. Uh, Wolverine, of course. Storm was, Ah, yeah, Storm was an adventure for a minute. Havoc was for a minute, which I didn't know. Cannonball, actually, I didn't know what Cannonball was. Sunspot didn't know rogue didn't know sunfire for those who don't know sunfire is a from japan Well, x23 that's newer sabretooth that's that was like the last couple of years deadpool doesn't count cuz he's not, technically no that's not true in the comic books, he is a mutate he's not necessarily a mutant so but the point is the the list the the roster for x-men character or mutants being in the Avengers was short it's not that many people and and I don't count Deadpool because Deadpool's not a mutant not really I, he's not a mutant it's 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 weird it's weird but anyways so the point is is that there's not if there's a way to do it and it's not, but and it's not going to be all the X Men. It's not going to be a bunch of mutants. It's only going to be a selected few. Because even in the comic books, there are selected few who are in, and it's because it's like seventeen different, seventeen like mutants who are Avengers, compared to all the characters that exist in the in the six one six. Let alone that they're, they're going to be bringing into the MCU. That's not that many, not really. So I, uh, so let's just consider that. And I think like I said, for the MCU, for the X Men, the villains that they're going to bring in for them to take on. I, I almost goes without saying. I feel like uh now the problem is with like the Kree and like the scroll, they're kinda of already doing already with Captain Marvel and stuff like that, so you can't you know, that's already being dealt being done. But we need we need friends against Friends of Humanity, which is like the the Organization of humans who are fighting who are fighting against mutants and they but they do a lot of they're 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 a rough group they do stuff like they do a lot of illegal things they're really bad there are the purifiers that were done but that was led by William Stryker they are the Reavers who are the cyborgs that hate mutants obviously like the uh, the Sentinels should be involved and stuff like that I mean there's a lot I don't here's the thing here's the one things we don't need we don't need Apocalypse because that's already been done we don't need Dark Phoenix that that's Actually, physically being done, I feel like Sentinels should be done. I feel like, uh, I feel like, the Purifiers and the Reavers, because Reavers technically were were in Logan, but it doesn't count because there was like two mutants that existed in the whole, like well, like ten mutants that existed in the whole movie. So I feel like they should be directly dealing with the X Men, and so we Reavers, friends against friends of Humanity, I keep saying friends against. Friends of Humanity, the Purifiers, the Sentinels. I don't want to do the. I don't want to do Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of Mutants, because it's been done. Uh, we technically could do Hellfire Club, technically, because First Class, you know, uh, Sebastian Shaw was t- supposedly supposed to be like the Inner Circle or Hellfire Club. It was okay. Uh, I I feel like we need to get a new. We need it redone. And technically, in Dark Phoenix, Magneto's kind of Magneto's group is kind of like. The Brotherhood slash Hellfire Club, because some of the characters are involved. So we're technically getting that done already. Now, Alien-wise, I would love for them to do the Brood or even the Phalanx. The Brood, and for all those who don't know who the Brood are, uh, if anyone has watched Aliens, they're essentially xenomorphs. Granted, they're different. Like they, they are. They are. They're about you know spreading and and multiplying. But one thing is that the brood also do is that they take mutant abilities and they actually turn people into brood, you know. And so one of the things about Wolverine one time he was he had they had put eggs in him and his his healing factor fought against it. Like he was about to get transformed, but he fought against it. Uh, The phalanx are alien. They are are essentially uh, the Borg from like Star Trek. they're, they're They're a cybernetic species. And they're all, and they have that same concept of just like infiltrating like uh, any civilization or planet full of like life forms, and pretty much making it theirs, just like the Borg kind of do. So it, those would be really, be really cool. The problem is both those races are similar to other races in other franchises, i.e., like Star Trek and and Aliens. So it would be hard to do those without being too similar. But I can see it being done. But I think those are the only other like really cool things I mean, I'm sure we, I think like there's like the men they could do. Uh I mean externals are already being done. They're they're already having their own movies, so we don't have to worry about them. Now, granted, we also have there there's also there's a the government organized team that went against their much were fighting the X. It was called the Freedom Force and is and it was they were like pre integrated by created by the U.S. government. It had people. It had literally the Brotherhood of the Mutants in there from from Pyro, Mystique, Blob, Avalanche. I mean, it had all kind of folks in it. So there's there's that team. I mean, but you know, in all honesty, I mean, there's also the Hellions. But you need in order for the Hellions to really work, you need Emma Frost to be. And not that I I have not that we couldn't. I was just like that means we have to you know bring back. Emma Frost, which I'd be fine. I don't like the fact that they killed her in the first place in Days of Future Past. I feel like we need her back because <laughs> for those who read the comments, he eventually later becomes like a member of the X-Men and is becoming, when Jean dies, ends becoming Cyclops' you know, number one lady, which is fine. You can have her. We'll keep Jean. You can have Emma. <laughs> Stupid Cyclops. Anyways, uh, I would love, I'm not going to lie, I would love to have Meganito and the Acolytes because that's, that's not that's not the Brotherhood. That's when he literally established his own, like his own team. Like when he had, what was it, Asteroid M. He had the team there with the Acolytes. And at one point, uh, Colossus joined the Acolytes after his sister died. Oh, man. I, I think it would be really good. I think that would be cool to see. But I feel like the Acolytes would be, it's too much like the Brotherhood. In, in a sense. So I don't know. It's kind of hard the problem with the acolytes were more organized compared to the brotherhood the, bro- the brotherhoods felt like more more of a, like a misfits uh a misfits type of team versus like the acolytes the acolytes had their own uniforms they were like they were like an army they were they were they were trained they were together i mean and they were like they had pledged their allegiance to magneto i mean magneto was like a god to them so i i feel like the acolytes would be a cool version I the acolytes are a better version of the Brotherhood, but they're also cleaner and more organized. I would love to see them. I feel like that's a that's a that's like movie number five, number six, or something like that. I you know that's down the line to do acolytes. I don't know. I, there's the What's funny is there's all so many characters to exist that exist in the X Men universe to like just to I mean, there's the oh my god the Murlocs. The Morlocks are so. I'm not Morlocks. Morlocks are, are creatures from World of War. The Morlocks, oh, uh, with uh, Callisto and stuff. Oh, we could. Oh, see, that's it. But see, I would love to. And, but to do the Morlocks, you gotta have Storm. You kind of, you know, that's what I mean. It, there's like there's a way of doing it that needs to be done. Oh man, I didn't think about them. Gotta be a good team to have as well. I mean, there's the Savage Lands. I mean, oh, that's just. They're so. But, and the problem is there's some characters that are technically uh, very specific villains to, like, Sabertooth is a villain, and Omega Raid are villains to Wolverine, same thing with Lady Deathstrike, so there's all these villains that like, you can use, and let's not forget that one at one point Psylocke was a villain, I mean, there's all these ways you can, there's so many things they could do that, would, that could introduce all these really, really cool villains for the x-men and done well so it's not like so here's the thing it's not like they don't have a wealth of information to go off of i just say personally if we're going to introduce the x-men into the mcu we should start immediately with the sentinel program and the mutant registration act keep it if you keep it to that same political level like they did with uh, uh, captain america civil war then after infinity war do that i think it's the smartest way to do it and then eventually, you can bring in like all the other little, the crazier groups. Like I said, like Hellfire Club, or 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 even like Magneto and the Acolytes and stuff like that. Just just wait on that before you do it. Go stick with what works right now, based on how the MCU is working. Bring in, bring in the robots. Bring in the crazed like organizations like Friends of Humanity, and go from there. Then eventually, if you want to, bring in, like, the Reavers or the Acolytes and stuff like that. But start what start will with work, with, with work right now based on how the MCU is structured. I think it would be great. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, I, I could go on and talk for, like I said, I think I've mentioned this before. I can go on and talk forever about X-Men and the possibilities, you know, from, like, the Shadow King to Onslaught. I mean, there's so many things we could do. To the war, to where, where, or to where Magneto ripped the adamantium out of Wolverine, uh, Cyclops dies. Uh, you know, saving the world from apocalypse. I mean, there's so many things that we could do uh, that would work for the X-Men in the MCU. But I think, I think this is the one thing that would work. If we, if we did the Sentinel program, that would lead to the storyline of Operation Zero Tolerance it'd be so good to get bastion on the screen would be so cool i'm trying to think who'd be a good bastion he's got to be he's got to look like an older guy but he's also got to look hardcore to where he can fight people because bastion fought the x-men he beat he fought them with his bare hands granted he was like master mold and nimrod combined so that's why he was able to fight the x-men character oh and you have to introduce cecilia reyes Guys who don't know who Cecilia Reyes is, Cecilia Reyes is a is a doctor, a surgeon, who has the who has the mutant ability to form a shield around her body, and uh, she ends up being like she ends up being like the mutants' doctor. I mean, there's always Beast, but now she was like officially because there's a there's a part in the comic books where Pyro was affected by the Legacy Virus and it set his mutant powers like crazy, so he's like surrounded by fire. And the only person who could do surgery on him was Cecilia Reyes because her shield protected her from his fire. It was so good. And her, oh, it's so good. And she ends up learning how to use her shield in, in more offensive than defensive because it automatically just forms around parts of her body to protect her. Like, automatically. She doesn't, a lot of times she can't control it. It just automatically does it. So eventually, in, in a comic book, she learns how to channel it to where, like, one, one time she formed her shield into a bat and hit hit a guy. I mean, it's, it's she's such a cool character. I would love to see Cecilia Reyes in the, comic, in, in the MCU as an officially, like, the mutant's doctor. Like, I would love to see that. It was, it'd be, oh, it'd be so good. But anyways, I just, just, like, see, there's so much, there's so much they can pull from that it it, it would be foolish for, for them to not use that stuff. Or it'd be dumb for them to try to find something super original when you, I mean, you can take stuff from the old things and like move it around and make it work, and or be inspired by those stories. But when you when you go super super original like they did in 2000, you you start throwing people off. And not that I didn't like the X-Men, especially because back then we didn't have anything. 2000 was the beginning for us for, when it came to comic book movies, at least for me as a kid, because we didn't have anything for a while. Batman i think batman was the most we had bat batman the phantom uh who else the shadow that was the closest we got you know superman was the closest we got and then when when x-men came out in 2000 that was the stuff so i feel like this could like i said there's so much they can do with with the x-men in the mcu and there's so much information there's so many comic book stories and ideas and villains and characters for the x-men they can they can pull from and if you're gonna bring in alex if you're gonna bring in havoc make him a better character don't make him like they did in in apocalypse just be cannon fodder for just just to, just don't use him just to introduce cyclops and then kill him that's just ugh, ugh. he's the better summers anyways anyways I'm i'm getting into my own thing about it so let me know what you guys think who would you love to see in the, uh, introduced in the MCU when it comes to the X-Men what villains what storyline would you do you want uh, onslaught do you want mr sinister do you want them to redo apocalypse do you want them to redo dark phoenix let's be let's be real <laughs> let's be real dark phoenix hasn't come out yet so everything i've seen looks really good for all we know in june it could be hot garbage so let's let's but let's let's see what would you want do you want the Marauders? What do you want? What team do you want the X-Men to face in the MCU right out the gate? The Reavers, the Marauders, the Hellfire Club, the Cuckoo Sisters, you know, the Hellions. Who do you want them to take on? Let me know. Uh, send me a message on, on on Facebook at my House of Darkner page, my Twitter account. It's at at Vatian, at V-A-T-I-A-N or just go in there and look for House of Darkner. It will bring me up. Uh, hit me up on Anchor, which is the, the platform I use for my podcasts. Or hit me up on my Gmail account, uh, houseofdarkner at gmail.com. So once again, you know, if you guys want to support me, there's a way to support me on, on the Anchor site to do so. Or hit me up on my Patreon site to, to show your support, you know, and and, uh, and more than just listening. Even though listening does a great for me, it, it keeps me inspired. But there's other ways you can support me. So if you want to go, go to dot patreon slash house of darkner and you can you can support me that way as well once again this is the house of darkner and real talk getting all hot and bothered when i'm talking about the x-men i need to go do some push-ups i'm all hyped out and oh no i can't i can't just walk away and do push-ups because i got a jive talk episode to do so you're gonna hear from me really really soon all right you guys i'll talk to you soon